the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. No ticket giveaway today. No tickets for you. No tickets for you. So wait around a couple days, and I'm sure I'll have some more tickets to give out. I'm Rob Black talking. Yeah, I know, right? Right, all right, all right. Um, talking all... All right, all right, all right, all right. So let's talk the stock market, because I think that's what most of you kind of expect of me, so to speak. Yesterday, we had a rough day when the Fed didn't deliver what we wanted them to deliver. We wanted 50 basis points, or we wanted 25 basis points in them to say, we're going to keep monitoring the situation, but we're expecting to lower interest rates another two more times, another 50 basis points. We kind of got just to 25, and well, we that may be it. That's not what we wanted to hear. We talked about that yesterday before it happened, and we want clarity. Now, today the markets are all higher across the board. Feels nice. Feels good. Um, Apple ramped up hiring ahead of Johnny Ivy's exit. That's one of the bigger stories. He's an industrial designer, and a lot of people think you know he kind of really gave the Apple electronics an advantage by making things that look cool versus things that look like bricks. Um, a friend of mine had an Apple iPhone, and he never had a case. I was like, why don't you have a case? He goes, this is beautiful. This is a work of art. Why would you have a case? Okay, I mostly get it. Um, I've got a friend who works at Cron. And she saved about $29,000 by the age of 40. I'm like, you got to save more. And it sucks. Because we've had this conversation, her and I now, probably three times in the last two years. And she keeps asking, how am I doing? How am I doing? And I'm like, not good. So you're about 60000 behind. I prefer she have closer to 100000 And that's saying that she'll be able to retire somewhere, not necessarily in the Bay Area, California. Man, there's a monster jam coming up at SAP Center. I hope we get tickets for that. I'm going to go this year. That's it. I'm going to do it. So I want to see Gravedigger again. I know you're saying, really? How would you like a simple retirement planning strategy that's doable and can boost your nest egg by $800,000? Don't you hate stories like that? What is it? What is it? Best thing you can do is max out your 401k. It's the biggest mistake I see people make. Remember I told you my friend doesn't have a lot saved? She's got about 30000 even though she's pushing forty. She needs to be at 100000 She's only doing 2%. And she says, should I do more? I'm like, yeah. And in her mind, her thought is, I'm looking for buying an apartment so I can get passive income. Because she sees those late night commercials or she sees a shark talking about it or a radio show saying about it. But what she's missing is that most of the time, like Trump used to have Donald Trump University. And one of the things he's like, you should have passive income. You should have, you know, real estate working for you using OPM, other people's money. Very different than OPP. Um, if it were that easy, I, I would let you know. So I see more people go bankrupt pursuing risky strategies like that than I see people hit home runs. It's the same thing with um, franchises. I know people want a, a franchise as a way of um, 
supplementing income. Most people I know who've done franchises, and I'm talking like 99% of them, have found that it's a lot of work and that you end up working there 20 hours a week, a day, because you're the one person you could trust versus a 16-year-old kid. And I'm just throwing that out there for you because if I can stop you from doing it, it's all good. Uh, Dow jumps 200 points on hopes the Fed are going to cut soon again. They just cut yesterday. And the markets are like, I'd like another one, please. It's like a teenage boy you know, eating. Uh, they're back in line for seconds, even though they're basically swallowing the first round. Beyond Meat shares are sliding today. And I will become interested in stock around 160 because that's where they're saying we're going to do our, our secondary. Share price is an 18.6% discount already today from yesterday. Um, it's thinly traded. A lot of people expect it to go lower. Um, it's a bit of a civil war. I get it. Plant-based uh, protein. You know, Burger King said they're going to expand their use of the vegan Impossible Whopper. And they've got a pretty good deal if you like Whoppers. <laughs> I know you're saying... You don't like Whoppers, do you? Um, it's a pretty good deal if you like Whoppers in that DoorDash will deliver um, a Whopper plus an Impossible Whopper for 7 bucks through DoorDash. I think you have to have the Burger King app as well, and they're kind of setting it up as a taste test. Remember, it was four months ago that I got on these airwaves and said something like, hey, Burger King's trying out this uh, vegan plant-based protein Whopper. It's going to be called the Impossible Whopper in St. Louis. And four months later, it's it's a thing. It's going to all their, their restaurants. Now, again, that's a trend. And that's I think it's a trend tied towards millennials where they don't want to eat anything with a face. They don't mind that they're getting a ton of sodium. They just don't want to eat anything that has a face. Within reason, I, I know that's kind of silly. And I'm probably making it too generic, but that's kind of where it falls. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. There's an article in Barron's today about buying Altria Group because the valuation's cheap. That is the ultimate test of your morals, right? If you know anyone with cancer, buying Altria is an insult. But if you know anyone who's a financial guru, you know that Altria is a value stock in a market that's overvalued. It's still the dark ages of being a cigarette. You know, when I was a kid, I thought if you plant a cigarette butt, it would grow into a cigarette tree. I know you're saying, really? You were that stupid. Well, maybe I wasn't. Maybe I was just trying to say something funny. So there's always going to be regulatory worries on cigarettes, and there's always going to be volumes of creeping lower. So it's still the dark ages. And then you get the diversification into vaping, where companies like Juul and you know different pouch products and cannabis companies... Um, but it's a value stock. Could it be a trap? As Admiral Akbar once said, it's a trap. Um, but it's the ultimate, it's the ultimate morals. Are you investing because you want to make money or are you investing because you want to do right? You know, like Boeing makes airplanes, but they also make missiles. And it looks like Boeing knew that their plane, after the first one crashed, the second one would likely crash. Do you invest with morals or not? Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money investing, and more. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. This is Manchester Orchestra. You think with a name like Manchester, they'd be from England. It's deceiving, isn't it? They're from Atlanta, Georgia. This is a song called The Gold. I don't know. For some reason, it's got that, uh, that Nike kind of sound to it. Anyhow, let's bring in CFP Chad Burton, fresh from the new website, newfocusfinancial.com. How are you, Mr. CFP Chad Burton? Doing well, Mr. Black. How are you? Doing good. You uh, were listening to the show, and you heard me talking about the traffic girl here at Cron wanting to get some passive income. She's turning 40 soon. 
She's got $29,000 saved. Not enough. She's starting to realize it. She doesn't think franchise like Subway, but she's thinking, I want to own a duplex or I want to own something where I can get that rent coming in from someone else to either give me equity or to give me income. Uh, What are your thoughts on trying to stretch your legs and and getting into new business ventures at the age of 40? I think it's fine as long as you build a financial base and and as long as you actually know how to analyze whether or not the property is a good deal, right? I mean, first of all, I, I always like to point people in the direction of dividend-paying stocks before real estate, even as a part of building a financial base. So there's nothing that's going to beat free money in the 401k. you got to put that money in there to get a match. There's no possible way that if you take that dollar home and buy real estate, which has leveraging and fees and risks involved in it, that that's ever going to beat at the same level of risk what goes into your 401k. And unfortunately, that's what a lot of seminars you know, talk about is why the 401k doesn't work, and it's usually because they have some sort of a bias involved. Um, and okay. so you get these people that, especially during a market high when it comes to real estate, they, they get sucked in a little bit late in the game when prices are already up and yields are already lower. So a couple of times we've looked at properties that people want to get into, Rob. And the first thing I do just to say, let's, let's pretend that this thing is fully paid off. You're not going to leverage it at all. And you're going to have a certain amount of rent minus certain expenses like your property taxes, your maintenance, your insurance costs, property manager. What is your actual yield from this thing if you were, for some reason, able to buy it just with cash? And when we're looking at yields of around 2.5%, after all those fees, and then you say, okay, well, I'm going to put leverage on it and take even more risk, it just doesn't even make sense. A person would be better off continuing to accumulate shares of dividend achiever ETFs or funds that hold a basket of proven companies that are yielding nearly 2% with great free cash flow, great revenue growth, and already proven businesses that have gotten through good economies and bad economies have increased their dividends even during periods like 2008 and 2009. So people need to make sure that they max their 401k, max their Roth, and accumulate at least a year's worth of income and something like that before they venture into real estate. I want them to eventually venture into real estate, but prices are high right now. Yeah, let's talk about that for just a second, because my brother-in-law just bought a property in Southern California, and I was, I was kind of laughing at him because it's going to be about $1.6, $1.7 $1. So his property taxes are going to be $20,000-plus a year. I'm like, I wonder at age 50, he's never owned a home. I wonder if he even knows what property taxes are or putting you know, insurance on a property or putting drapes into the, the, the house so that it, it, it retains heat and cold. Um, the cost right now and the timing seems dubious, seems pretty late in the cycle. If you're buying after like three years of a down real estate market, I'm all in. Let's do this thing. But it right. kind of feels a little stretched right now. And again, maybe it's a sideways thing. Maybe he's buying a, mar- a house that's been going sideways for three years and that's almost as good, right? Uh, what do you think about buying well, in this cycle, be, uh, timing the cycle? Well, yeah, I, if it's going to be a house that your family is going to live in for the next you know, 10, 20 years, then it doesn't really matter too much because you're, you're then buying the mortgage, right? You're, is the mortgage affordable to you? And it doesn't really matter what the price is going to do in the next three to five years because you're going to live there through full market cycles. But what matters the most is when you're buying rental properties or passive income properties, is that cash flow? Um, and 
because interest rates are so low and so many people want it, prices are very high. So the yield, uh, the cap rates, they're at you know they're at historical lows right now. And most successful real estate investors, over the long run, um, you know it's about the passive income. But it's and and but you're you're needing to make sure that you have north of four percent, not just barely two percent. It's it's just a little bit. It's, it's a little bit toppy right now, Rob. So people can listen to you Tuesdays and Wednesdays mornings live, 6 to 7, but also a lot during the week, uh, Monday through Friday, on AM 1220 KDOW. Um, quick question that I have, and a big seminar coming up at the Money Show. People will hear the commercial. They'll figure it out, but you can go to newfocusfinancial.com and get some new downloadables. Um, how about me? You know, you were talking about set up a portfolio that produces income from a dividend achievers. What I've been doing is just reinvesting my dividends. Should I be taking some of those out and paying income tax on them, or should I just reinvest them? It's I'm not taking the money. Well, you're out building right wealth. I would reinvest them. I mean, if you if you've got a basket of stocks within an ETF or a fund that's that's considered a dividend achiever fund, looking at one this morning, it's got a ten year average return of thirteen percent. And even since it was created in wow. two thousand six, a year and a half before the. Great recession. It's still averaged eight point eight nine percent, and it's currently yielding almost as much as the ten-year Treasury. Um, now, granted, it's been where a lot of people have flocked to in the last five years, so it's it's not it's it's not the cheapest PE ratio that it's ever been. But it, it's a great way to build wealth because if you buy those, and and a lot of times if you buy an ETF like that, you have to make sure you click the correct box or even call Schwab or Fidelity or TD Ameritrade and and say, hey, please reinvest these dividends. Um, and think about as you buy, get to retirement, go ahead. Oh, we got about one minute. I was going to say, finish your thought as you get to retirement. Yeah, then then you then you call them and say, stop reinvesting the dividends, send them to my checking okay. account, and you live off of them. What do you think about looking for value? Like I was talking earlier in the show, Barron's did an article on Altria having a ton of value, a ton of income, but a cigarette company, and it's kind of a, a stain on the planet, so to speak. Would you ever go after a, a military company or a cigarette company for income, even because it's a value stock versus a growth overvalued. Thirty seconds. Uh, military, I would, but I don't think I would. I don't think I'd be able to invest in Altria. Just the, the cancer issues and everything else. I don't think I'd be able to do it. It's an interesting dilemma, though, right? So, thanks very much. It's CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. It's a new web page. It's got great downloadables. Check it out at newfocusfinancial.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Later this year, Disney's going to launch its Disney Plus service to compete with Netflix. It's one of the reasons Netflix has been, how shall we say, stymied uh, as far as price appreciation of their stock in the short term. It's going to be bloody. Media conglomerates are trying to win on Netflix's turf because they don't have much choice. You have companies like Amazon, CBS, and Hulu all saying, hey, we want to we do what Netflix does, or we want their valuation. AT&T is Warner Media, Comcast is NBC Universal, Disney, and even Apple have all released or are all getting ready to release new streaming service video services. Um, so it's going to get bloody. And we're going to get into a situation where we don't know what the f- we should own. How many bundles is too many bundles? How many times can you share passwords with other people? Disney's got the richest, deepest, most beloved characters and shows on the planet. They looked around and they said, you know, that still isn't good enough to compete with Netflix. They bought 21st Century Fox. 
and spent $71 billion. This is going to get bloody. Which, for the record, great time to buy a mattress. At a murder scene. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Um, no, 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 no. It's not a joke. It's seriously. If you can get a used mattress that someone blew their head off on, you're going to get a good deal. Game of Thrones prequels coming for HBO. Lord of Rings. The Lord of the Rings. Who's got the rings? I'm the Lord of the Rings. Is coming to Amazon. So Netflix is really far ahead of the game with so much popular content. Although, again, I mean, I'm going to be kind of my whiny little self and tell you that um, I'm not really thrilled with a lot of things on Netflix. I kind of feel like it's good. It's just not great. Whereas AMC has got great. I remember nights watching Breaking Bad and I was binge watching the first two seasons because I, I, I wasn't hip enough to figure out that it was perfect. It was going to be the greatest show ever. Um, but I, that still put me ahead of a lot of you. I remember binge watching and I go, this is the greatest show ever. There's nothing I've watched on Netflix that I go, this is great. I go, this is better than ABC, NBC, CBS. But what can't beat Two and a Half Men, you know? What was wrong with America that we watched Two and a Half Men that it was the number one show on TV? Seriously. What was wrong with you people? <laughs> like how I'm now blaming it on you people. Uh, I'm turning into Trump. Well, it kind of is your fault. So the streaming video war is about to get nasty. Now, too many Fed rate cuts could cause stocks to outrun the economy. And that's the negative on what the Fed's doing or what the Fed could do or should do. Right now, we ha- the Fed has to sometimes be patient. Do a cut, see how it bleeds in the economy. Do another cut, see how it bleeds in the economy. Um, But there's no real major inflation. And what you don't want is deflation, where that teeter-totters kind of gets to the point where they they lose pricing power. For instance, weed has lost pricing power in Oregon. Too many pharmacies. And the pharmacies are undercutting each other. It's not tough to grow marijuana. The supply is very high. The demand's what it is. But the supply grew too fast. I know you're saying, I like it when you talk marijuana, Rob. Me too. Me too. Jeff Bezos has sold $1.8 billion worth of Amazon stock in the last three days. Oh, whoa. He, told, he once said that he would sell a billion dollars in stock each year to fund his space company, Blue Origin. This is his largest sale over the shortest period of time. You can't blame him. The guy wants to go to Mars. It's like the CEO of Beyond Meat basically is doing a secondary way before than they should. Doesn't want to wait for the lockup period. Do put in his time. Perhaps he wants a boat. Maybe he's getting divorced. Maybe his kids want Lamborghinis, Corvettes. I know you're saying Corvette. It's better than Trans Am, right? Fire up the Trans Am. We're going back to Stockton. Stockton is the armpit of California. That's a bumper sticker that I have. So he sold 900,000 shares. That's a lot of salmon swimming downstream. It's a lot of sales. Keep in mind, he kept 75% of the company's stock in his divorce. His net worth is about $115 billion. So he's allowed to sell. Um, last night, watching the Democratic debates. And I'll be honest with you, I was eating while I was watching. And I, I don't get... It just struck me as odd that they're having a debate and there's just so many people on the stage. And it seems like Elizabeth Warren's coming to the debates ready to fight. First one, Biden wasn't. Second one, he kind of was. Kamala Harris had a great first debate, not so great second debate. But healthcare investors, they got to be white knuckling it. You ever been on a plane that hit a lot of turbulence? Now, I, I got to knock on wood because I'm about to jinx myself with this story. I used to enjoy it. I used to make fun with it. I remember one time uh, 
I'm flying back and forth over the coast, east coast, west coast, east coast, west coast, east coast, west coast. And you get into like a New York to D.C. small little commuter jet. And uh, with that, sometimes you hit the turbulence and it's, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. And I'd act like I have Tourette's. And I'd, I'd basically say a bad word that I'm not allowed to say on radio. But I'd say something like this. I'd go poop, 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 poop. And I'd have a friend tell the stewardess when she walks by, my friend's got Tourette's. And I don't have Tourette's, and I shouldn't be making fun of people with Tourette's, but someone with Tourette's on a plane with turbulence, funny. That's top-notch comedy. So Harris's health plan, talk about white knuckling it, announced this week attempts to bridge the divide between the progressive and the moderates. Harris would expand Medicare across to all Americans, but would allow consumers to choose Medicare plans operate by, operated by private insurance companies. So managed care stocks are quaking. They tanked in April after Sanders introduced the Senate bill pushing the measure. Which was a great moment in the debates the other day when someone's knocking him on healthcare. He goes, I wrote the bill. I'm 92 years old and I deserve to respect my buddy. That's my uh, Bernie Sanders sounder, even though it's not really Bernie Sanders, but it's just going to be for the rest of the election cycle. So um, it's interesting because another thing that happened at the debates last night is the Democrats were bashing Obama, the most popular Democratic president in 70 years. So... I don't know. I'm not going to get too political. I'm just going to say that right now, you have to be careful owning HMO companies. You're having everyone wanting to get votes. Trump's saying, let's, let's import drugs from Canada. Blame Canada. Blame Canada. So why would we import drugs from Canada when we can do it here? Because they're overpriced and Americans tend to overpay in large part because we have lax rules on advertising and marketing of said drugs, but also because... We're rich compared to other nations, and we're uh, we're shouldering the costs of future R and D. So that's out there. Oh boy, Dow jumps two hundred points on hopes the Fed will follow through with a second rate cut. Man, it does not take long for the markets to like look past. <clears throat> okay, we just got a rate cut uh, about twenty hours ago, and uh, we want another one. Ten-year Treasury is about two percent. It's kind of an interesting one because there's an argument to be made that we don't really need the Fed. That interest rates would find their own level of risk and comfort on their own without a bunch of what I'm going to say. Truthfully, is a bunch of Caucasian males getting together in a room and robbing about you know economic situations in their home areas. Now there are some women finally in the Federal Reserve, but there's not a lot of people of color. Not that I've seen. Um, and keep in mind, there's a lot of Fed governors, which goes back to one more thing. We're going to learn about the whole Trump administration. Maybe it won't be the legislation he gets through. Maybe it'll be the amount of judges he appoints. He's on a tear appointing judges. And, uh, let's just say the American court system is going to go very conservative for a very long time. Comcast CEO Brian Roberts in a speech says his company is going to launch Universal Epic Universe theme park in Orlando. Kind of interesting. That takes cojones to say we're going to launch a theme park right across the street from Disney World. Right? Are you with me against me? Toyota said that their July sales grew two-tenths of a percent on a volume basis. This is going to be a year where we see fewer than 17 million cars sold in the U.S., and that'll be the first time in a long time since we had a big recession. And that's something that the Federal Reserve mentioned yesterday in their conversation, is that car sales are on the weaker side. But General Motors blew out their quarter because they sold more trucks than expected. Trucks have much fatter profit margins. 
than said cars. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Uh, I post a lot of my TV work on Facebook under I Hate Rob Black or Cron4 Rob Black, either or. But you can also find my YouTube or, or my TV work at YouTube under Rob Black Show. So typically pretty good insights, fast and furious and digestible. Got a lot of good downloadables at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. I try to give you uh, infotainment. I'm not reading some Michael Kitsis podcast information straight out off the web to you. Um, He's one of the financial planners of the world that a lot of other financial planners just cut and paste his content. I see it all the time. It's sad. Um, I guess it is what it is. So tomorrow we get the good news or the bad news on the job market. And this is one of the craziest, wackiest, crack cocainist things that I could say. Good news for the job market could be bad news for stocks. Remember the song Gangster's Paradise? Living in a gangster's paradise. Kind of things go with paradise in the job market as I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I take a look at my life and realize nothing's left, right? Because I've been blasting and laughing so long that my mama thinks that my mind is gone. I know you're saying you're the worst rapper ever. I know. But the worker's paradise is different than gangster paradise. The labor market in the United States of America is generating steady gains in jobs. Now, not only are we getting job growth, but we're also getting a little bit of pay increases. Now, tomorrow we get the July employment report, and that can change what the Federal Reserve thinks about interest rates. Good news for workers may be less um, than bad news, per se. Federal Chairman, Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell suggests the central interest rate reduction announced yesterday won't necessarily mark the start of a series of cuts. And the coming jobs report, it's a big one. It's slated for release about 5.30 Pacific time. Consensus guess amongst economists is that the non-farm payrolls rose by 165000 Ultimately, it comes down to this. If we have jobs, we spend money. If you're not spending, you're investing. We actually get mad. as uh, Wall Street actually gets mad when people save money for retirement. Mr. Market, or as some people who want to always constantly be bashing women, Mrs. Market's moody. She doesn't like good news. She likes bad news. Because bad news means the Federal Reserve is going to give us uh, easy money with interest rate cuts. So bad news is good news. Good news is bad news, right? Um, If we have jobs, we spend money. But that creates inflation. So we'll find out tomorrow uh, how this plays out. New claims for unemployment benefits continue to track around the lowest level in half a century. So we're not firing a lot of people right now. Let me say that again. New claims for unemployment benefits. You're fired. I'm going to go stand in line for unemployment benefits. They're tracking around the lowest level in half a century. Now, I didn't say quarter of a century. I said half a century. That's freaking freaking amazing. <laughs> right? Right? In my millennial voice. Right? I've got a female millennial voice that sometimes my producer remembers to hit when I do that, but it's all good. It's all good. No, 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 no. That's Dr. Evil. We need the female version. There we go. There we go. <sighs> Lower unemployment, higher wages, increased labor force participation. Good sign for the U.S. economy, but it's bad sign because we'll be in less need of monetary stimulus. 
and less gasoline to throw on the market. Remember when you were stupid as a kid? Someone would light a fire and you threw gas on it. Oh, there's a new viral video thing going on that just drives me insane. It's pouring hot water on people who are sleeping. And some people are taking it too far and pouring boiling water on people who are sleeping. We got to put people in prison. We got to put people in prison. More kids need to be put in prison. I know you're saying, you're kidding, right? I'm not kidding. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Apple has an ad strategy that a lot of people don't know about. Amazon's got a product ad strategy. They've got an ad strategy tied towards product searches. And it's starting to become really annoying. I don't play golf, but I have to buy some golf clothes. Long story short, I don't want to. But when you go to Amazon and type in golf clothes, you see sponsored ads in the first three research, uh, searches. Now, Apple's doing something kind of similar. If you type in maps for football in the search bar of Apple's iPhone app storefront, you're going to see the result for Google Maps or shoot up video game shaded in blue and labeled as an ad. Developers pay Apple when someone clicks on those promotions. Apple's been selling those ad spots for several years as a way of you know, helping developers stand out. And on the conference call on Tuesday, I listened to it a second time. I missed it the first time. But Tim Cook said it's definitely a big business. It's getting bigger. I'm like, no way. Don't do it. Don't beat. Don't start selling ads. You're supposed to be a clean platform. Now, developers are pissed because there's already a 30% commission on in-app digital purchases. So there's a new Wizard of Harry Potter book. Harry Potter app that has a lot of in-app purchases. And it's all over the App Store. Because if they get another Pokemon Go, Apple makes tons of do-re-mi. Apple will eventually generate 3 to $4 billion a year from App Store search promotions. That's amazing. They don't even, they don't even monetize the search of their, their, their search engine. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.